This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy Mother Fucking Friday! Holy shit. That might have been your best one yet. You think so? I love that little delay there. Did you wonder what happened? Were you like, oh, fuck, it dropped off. I thought, <laughs> like maybe you had a heart attack or something. <laughs> what, did she get a booster shot? Or <laughs> I like to keep them guessing. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to a Friday episode of After 9. Full disclosure. We don't know if Dave's going to be joining us on this. The last correspondence we had from Dave was at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know what happened leading up to 1 a.m. or since 1 a.m., but he was yesterday at a a doctor's appointment with his wife who is ready to give birth at any time. So for all we know, he's at the hospital now. He might be down in his office screwing around like usual. He could be at home. He might be asleep or in the car. I don't know. So we're not sure if Dave's going to join us on this one, but we're keeping track, and we'll make sure that you get your value. (laughs) And Dave shows up here at some point. He'll owe you his time, all right? Don't worry about that. First and foremost, what are you doing this weekend? Um, this weekend, oh, you know what? I'm meeting up with a friend uh, from college coming up soon, which is very good. And then tonight, just chilling. And then tomorrow... How do you chill on a Friday? Because you're going okay. like dry Feb almost. Yeah, basically. Um, honestly, just oh, just relaxing. Uh, watching. I'm probably going to like catch up on, on like shows or watch a movie or something like that. Really? I really don't know. I don't know how to have fun when there's no booze. No, no, I just don't know what it's going to... Like, it all depends on how I feel in the moment, what my husband's feeling. Sometimes we just end up over at, like, my brother's place. Sometimes we end up chilling at home. So I really don't know. Made no plans, which I actually quite like. I like making no plans. And Sunday, you're going to see Ice Cube? Sunday, I'm going to see Ice Cube, yeah. And I'm test driving some cars, too, this weekend. You know what? It's like an... It's an okay process. Like, it's one of those things. You're excited about the concept of getting the car... But then there's so many factors. And right now getting a car is weird uh, because like there's not a lot of inventory. I don't know if people have been paying attention, but there's still not a ton of inventory. There's cars there for sure. But it's like if you're pretty picky, it's going to take like everyone gives you the same answer. It's going to be six to eight months, six, six to eight, eight months. months, six to eight months. It depends on what you're getting. Right. I mean, I think we all know how that works. And it's been that way for a little while, but it's better. The situation's better than it once was. But uh, yeah, I'm doing that, too. And then, yeah, Sunday night. um, it like you know what it does. It fucks up your entire day. If you're like me and you get up super early, even if you do, it doesn't even matter if you get up at four a.m. or six a.m. or seven a.m. It doesn't even matter. When you know you have plans late on a school night, if you will, on a weeknight or a work work before, like a night before work night, you pretty much chill your entire day, knowing that you got to save your energy for that event. Oh, I do. I hear so, somebody getting older here. All I right, am. Good, good. I am. Yo, let's go I down am. this path. And look, I'm well aware of what I'm signing up for. I'm well aware that I'm going to go see Ice Cube. And I don't know what time this guy's going to hit the stage. They don't even tell you because they don't even know. It's at a club. It's, it's not going to be early. It's at a club. So I am not even going to bother going when doors open because that's dumb. Like what a stupid idea that'll be because I think... Like, I don't even know what's going on before that. I think that there's like an opening act and that's great. And hopefully I can catch some opening act fine. 
but I, uh, uh, it's just like, I want to just sleep all day Sunday because I know I'm going to need it for Sunday night. I'm going with a girlfriend of mine. She's a teacher. So the next day she has to teach a class. Elementary school students. Oh, she's using a sick day. And <laughs> she, she, I don't think she will. I don't think she will, but she knows. She's like, I'm the next day, might, I might be tired, but it's Ice Cube. Like, I don't know, it's Ice Cube, and the opportunity presented itself. But then we had like a back and forth conversation of like, what do we wear to go see Ice Cube in our 30s? Like, I don't even know what to wear. And also, is this place going to be filled with young people? Like, any Gen Zers interested in Ice Cube? Or is it just like the millennials and the Gen Xers that might be interested in Ice Cube? I'm confused at what this demo is now because he's going to be play- playing throwbacks. He's already made it clear. He made a video actually and sent it to us, which is great. He's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let's play some some of my best songs I've ever done. That's what I signed up for. However, I'm like, does that mean there's going to be like all, am I in a room full of people who were all thinking the same thing? Like, why don't you just hit the stage at eight? That'd be great. That'd please. be cool. Like yeah. 8 p.m. Because we all have shit to do tomorrow. We have resp- we're millennials. We have responsibilities. We got young kids. We got to get ready for school the next day. All this shit's happening tomorrow. Can we just get this show on the road here, please? You know, at his age, he might go for that. He might. He might be like, yeah, you know what? Let's do an eight o'clock show and get out of here. <laughs> Oh, Kitchener, you guys are really messed up. That's where the show is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know how it is on Monday. I do plan to still show up to work. Of course, I will be there. You know me. I've I've been up all night and still shown up to work. No problem. You showed up to work still drunk one I day. I did show up to work still drunk. That's a fact. I think I spent, That was one of my greatest days on air. Honest to God, the way you mocked me, I remember we would we would do like our on-air bit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and the mic is shut off, and my head went right down on the desk. <laughs> the mics would turn off and be like, tell me when the song's over. I'd take like micro naps all morning. One of our colleagues woke me up on the couch, by the way, because I tried to have like a nap. I woke up like, whoa, guy. <laughs> Cat, what are you doing? Monaco. Tony Monaco. I wake up to Tony Monaco like in the middle of the night with like a bag of McDonald's. He was like, whoa, guy. He looked like you need some food. I was like, yeah, man, I could use a McMuffin right whoa, now. Guy. If you're not going to eat all that, I'll have a little bit. Uh, Fun times. Love them. I haven't done that in a minute. Uh, okay, so Ice Cube, Sunday night, and you're chilling until then, and and good for you. That's great. I have a, a couple of different things that I have to do. Yeah. N- number one, today I have a dog grooming appointment, and the last time I took the dog to this groomer, she's so good. She does such a great job, but... I don't think she likes the dog, and I know the dog doesn't like her. So I kind of feel like I'm forcing an awkward situation. She said to me last time when I picked him up, she said, yeah, he's, he's, he's a lot to handle. He's a big guy. and I, I, I'm just little. The dog probably weighs as much as she does. The dog's 110 pounds, okay. and she's not much bigger than that, if she is at all. And, and my dog is still very gentle. He would never bite or scratch or anything like that. But he's a half Bernese mountain dog and half giant poodle. So he'll like swing his butt into her. So if she tries to like go and clip the the hair on his head, nope, he is just going to swing his butt and like send her flying. So the dog is not happy with this. She's not happy with it. And I'm not happy with the bill. When did it start costing $120 to get the dog's haircut? Mm-hmm. Mine costs 25 Mm-hmm. And the dog goes every three months. Well, in all fairness, the, the your hairstylist or hairdresser doesn't doesn't have to clean your ass and trim your paws. Maybe she and should keep you still <laughs> and worry about all kinds of other things that go along with dog stuff. I think they're worth every penny. I do. I understand what you're saying. Like my dog, same thing. My dog's like 150 or something like that um, after tip. 
after tax and tip. It's like 150 bucks. But I'm happy to... I don't go as often as, as, as you. He's every three months. He's every three months. Okay, so Leo's closer to like a five, five months or so. Five, six months. So like minimum twice a year. Probably three times a year, I'd say that I, I take Leo to the groomers. But again, to me, it's worth every penny. I mean, it takes them a couple of hours to get through the job from start to finish when it comes to shampooing and then blow... And then like the actual cut and the blow drying and they do the pause too, which I'm so nervous to do. So again, to me, to know that there's a professional doing it, I, I, I pay that every single time. I agree wholeheartedly. It's just strange that when you add it up, I spend $480 a year just on the dog's hair. Mm-hmm. I spend about 360 on my own. You, it's an important, <laughs> you know what though? Fuck. You bring up a good point in that I'm thinking of the vet too, right? And all the, the all the expenses that go along with pet ownership. And I think it's so important to hear for people to hear that. And I think it's one of the reasons why we have the issues we have right now with dogs being dropped off at humane societies. And we just talked about that on the podcast not long ago because people don't realize the expense that goes into owning a pet. I mean, we're joking around about it. Ha ha, it's funny. But truly, I think there's people who get dogs just thinking, Oh, it's a big deal. I feed it, give it water. But then, holy, shit hits the fan. You might need medication for that dog. God forbid. Um, obviously, allergies happen. Allergies happen. Next thing you know, not only do you have medication, you have to put them on specialized food, and that costs money. And then there's the grooming, and then, of course, there's the vet checks, and you want to make sure that your pet is healthy, so you pay that. The last one I did, I did everything, right? So you get, like, everything from the kennel cough to the to the poop testing and all that other shit. I did even did a blood test for Leo. It was like... It was really fucking expensive. But I'm thinking that there's people who don't realize it. And that's one of the reasons why we have the issue that we have with people just being like, ah, this dog's become too expensive. Fuck it. Drop it off. I, and uh, that infuriates me. So I think it's yeah. important for people to hear this, though, and hear that it does cost that much money to look after and care for a pet. Well, I also did just recently get that reminder that it's time for him to get his updated shots. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read that email about as much as I wanted to read one from the CRA because it's going to cost <laughs> about the same amount of money. Yeah. Do you so opt? Do you like opt out of things at the vet? Like, I feel like I love my vet. By the way, I've been going to the same vet 12. Leo's going to be 12 next month. And I've been going to the same vet since Leo was a puppy. And I love I love my veterinarian. I recommend Wilmot Vet Clinic to anybody who, who asks for vet recommendations in that area. But I understand there's expenses on the other end of it. And sometimes I look at that list of things I got to do or or that they recommend, I should say, because some things you can go without. But like there's things that are important. You should not go without. Obviously, you need those. Do they still call it rabies vaccine? Whatever the heck they are. Yeah, I don't know. Rabies vaccine. Whatever. whatever. There's a bunch of things that are very expensive. Kennel cough's important because if you want to uh, board them, you want to also make sure that they don't get sick. Fine. Kennel cough. All those things are important. But sometimes I look at the list and I'm like, um, do I really need to check his poop? Like at this point, the guy doesn't do much. What is diphtheria? He sleeps. Yeah, he sleeps a lot. I'm not really too worried about it. Do I need to do it? Nonetheless, you know, you do because it's a member of your family and you feel like I got to check. I got to make sure that they're okay, right? Yes, he is the most expensive member of my family. <laughs> do you have a pet insurance? Two kids in university <laughs> yes. cost me less Honest than to God, the goddamn dog does. They're not cheap. Do you have pet insurance too? We won't spend too much time on this because I know we have so much shit to talk about today. Do you do pet insurance? No. You don't? No. I really? find pet insurance doesn't cover enough to uh-huh. justify it. I get and, it. And I'm sure that it would pay itself off if, God forbid, something horrible happened. But I've been kind of rolling the dice on all the dogs I've ever had that they've never had any, they, they've never been hit by a car or had any serious infections or illnesses so i i just pay for the vet vet bills as i go and and i think it works out well but uh there's a lot excluded from pet insurance so unless they change that recently i'm gonna skip it for now and i can't afford to spend any more money on the dog 
or the girlfriend's uh-huh. going to have to start doing without some things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's get to a whole bunch of things that I want to talk about on this episode of After 9. We started a new segment this morning on the Scott and Cat show, and you're going to hear it on our evening show tonight. And, oh, we have an announcement, too. I almost forgot about that. Oh, we do have an announcement. Are we doing that now? Uh, or after, at the end of the podcast? At, Are we going to make people wait? We'll make, yeah, but they can fast forward. They know how this works. I know. Okay, so at the end of this episode, we have an announcement to make, and it's more good news about the show. But we started a new segment today, and we're going to call it tentatively, What's Wrong With People? And I feel like TikTok is a very good barometer of how we as a society are doing. So we're going to play you just a couple of videos and ask the question, what's wrong with people? For this first one, we're going to go to a townhouse complex where a pizza delivery guy was delivering a pizza. Listen to this. I was delivering my pizza, and what were you saying? Get out of here. Why? This is private property, and you're trespassing! I'm delivering a pizza. What is wrong with you? Will you please get out of my way? Are you serious? Get. What? She spit. What? She spit on his car. Dude, what is wrong with her? She was just a regular, normal-looking person. She was just driving through her subdivision, and then, oh, there's somebody here that I don't know. I want to know what they're up to. He had a marked car and was holding a pizza. What did you think he was doing there? I understand that, like, you need to get a full picture of things before you judge, but there is no way that you can get mad at someone delivering a pizza. I'm thinking even if, let's say, the pizza person was on my driveway and I didn't even order the pizza. It was my neighbor. I still wouldn't give a shit. And, and he, he was there to drop off a pizza and leave. Why are you freaking out? What's wrong with this person? Get help. I don't like strangers in my neighborhood. <laughs> who, Gross. Who horks one up and spits at people know. anymore? That's crazy. What the hell is wrong with you? Let's do another one. This is a girl explaining why she quit her last couple of jobs. You're going to want to pay close attention to the way she talks because it's hard to unhear. She uh, has quit jobs for very minor inconveniences. Listen to this. I got so tired of working at Amazon because everyone watches you all the time. And I just got so tired of it. So I started doing this thing where I would clock in and then I would sit in the break room for 10 hours every single day. I did this for like a month oh, until oh. I got caught. Oh my God. And then they wanted me to explain myself. So I just quit. So I used to work at a pizzeria. You'd be surprised how many customers are so rude over pizza. At one point, I literally got so mad that I cursed at a customer. And then I immediately realized what I did. And I was like, well, there is absolutely no coming back from this. So instead of arguing with them, I literally just hung up the phone. And I was like, I need to go outside for a minute. And then I just kept walking home. I never First and foremost, I think we need a general re-education of the younger generation about when literally should be used in a sentence. A literally love. You don't need to say literally because we believe you that you hung up the phone after you told him to fuck I off. I literally hung up the phone. I literally hung up the phone. I literally can't. Why does he talk like this? I know. And you wonder why she can't hold a job. So she didn't like people looking at her at work. <laughs> so <laughs> can't make this shit up. Okay, is that, she, that video, by I, the way, has had almost a million views. And tell me the comments are mostly just blasting her. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't want people to be like, yeah, quiet, quit, sit in the break room all day. No. I'm telling you right now, I hope everybody's raising their kids better than this because this is ridiculous to me. And and what, watching her, what does she mean? Does she mean because there's cameras in the warehouse? And by the way, they do that for a reason so you don't steal shit. Yeah. Because guess what? There has been people who have worked there and tried to steal shit and every... Almost every delivery warehouse or factory 
has cameras in there. That's kind of part of the deal. But it's just for a safety issue for, of course, for evidence of employees doing wrong shit. Don't do anything wrong. You don't need to worry about it. A. B. She seriously got away with sitting in the break room 10 hours a day for a month? Like, nobody thought it was weird that every time they went into the break room, you were there? there? Nobody thought that was strange? I am literally so mad that the vending machine is out of Fritos. This is literally the worst job ever. I want to hear this one more time because it's hard to believe this is a real person. I got so tired of working. I got so tired. Okay, never mind. Here it is. Amazon because everyone watches you all the time and I just got so tired of it. So I started doing this thing where I would clock in and then I would sit in the break room for 10 hours every single day. I did this for like a month until I got caught and then they wanted me to explain myself. So I just quit. Yeah, that's one way to get an extra box checked on your resume. <laughs> I, honestly. And then the wow. pizza place. I believe her when she says people that order pizzas are rude. I believe it too. I don't think she's far off. And you know what? Depending on what this customer said or how rude they were, I don't even blame her if she told them to go fuck themselves. They probably deserve to hear that. And, and you know what? And here's the thing is that we're all not meant for customer service. There's people who do deal with that all the time, but they're good at it. They're good with dealing with bullshit. And if you're sitting and if let's say that is it, let's use that exact example. So I'm working at a pizza place. People are coming in and they're rude one after another. My crust isn't crusty enough. My fucking <laughs> is cheese is too cheesy. I asked for double pepperoni. This doesn't look. Okay. So let's say a bunch of people are picky little assholes. I wanted the pizza hot, but the pineapple cold. <laughs> All those, even the dumbest shit that you have to deal with, it's part of customer service to deal with it. If you realize in that moment, and I've been there before, by the way, where I realized customer service is not for me. Instead of just swearing at the customer and then just hanging up the phone when your employer attempts to talk to you about it, riddle me this. Why don't you just realize it, learn about yourself a little bit, Hand in your resignation, explain to that employer, I, I can no longer deal with this and this is why I'm going to give you my notice. Do the rest of your two weeks or whatever it is notice you give. Maybe they're going to be kind enough to say, you know what? I appreciate the notice. I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here. Go ahead. All good. You didn't burn a bridge. Why are we teaching that to people? Why has this has this young not? lady here not been taught that? Like, I don't understand. Every single job that you have, even the shitty ones, when you're starting out, when you're young, you learn stuff from. I learned real young, for example, I don't belong in a library, which fun fact I once worked at for a short period of time. I'm far too loud for that. Ah, learning curve. I learned. I put in resignation. I moved on. I worked uh, at a particular attraction once. Fucking hated my life. Standing outside in the sun all day. Wasn't for me. I properly submitted my uh, resignation. I learned another thing about myself and I crossed that off the list. These are all learning experiences. It isn't one of these situations where you're like, I don't like it. So I'm just going to either not, I'm just going to stand here and not work until I'm, until someone figures it out. Or I'm going to swear at a customer. And then when that, my employer calls me, I literally, I'm just going to hang up the phone. Stop with the bullshit. Learn some shit. And also teach your kids properly how to act. Because this is Fucking crazy. Go back to that mom from yesterday who reamed the kid about not leaving a good Honestly. tip. She was great. And I don't want to make it a whole thing about generations because I don't believe in that, by the way. I know there's people in their mind thinking, oh, it's how Gen X is raising Gen Zs or it's how, oh, you know, whatever. It, it, there's always been people raising their kids wrong for many years, but we all need to figure out 
a way to do it so that people are a little more respectable than this because that's horseshit. So I used to work at a pizzeria. You'd be surprised how many customers are so rude over pizza. At one point, I literally got so mad that I cursed at a customer. And then I immediately realized what I did. And I was like, well, there is absolutely no coming back from this. So instead of arguing with them, I literally just hung up the phone. And I was like, I need to go outside for a minute. And then I just kept walking home. I never If we took like out of the English language, there's way too many people that would have absolutely nothing to say. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Or um... Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Americans, these are Americans, not Canadians, because nobody asked us. But I'm also kind of curious to hear what Canadians would say about this. Okay. And I know you're going to hate this idea. I know it because I know you. But hear me out for a second, Kat. Okay. Americans are increasingly cheating on their partners and more open to multiple lovers, less keen on monogamy. A new Nick sur- Cannon. No, <laughs> <laughs> A new survey on changing attitudes to sex and love has found, and this was done through YouGov, while most Americans still want holy monogamous marriage. By the way, that's W-H-O-L-L-Y. Okay, a holy monogamous Not a holy Not like, uh, like yeah. Holy monogamous marriage. Holy monogamous marriage, Batman. The numbers are slipping as people increasingly accept some degree of dallying. Meanwhile, polygamy... The custom of having more than one spouse at a time still remains mostly taboo. However, a fifth of U.S. adults say they'd be open to it and believe polygamy will be either legalized or decriminalized in the next 30 years. Can you see us getting to a point where you can just have multiple married partners? You can be married to... To you, you could be married to, uh, sorry, this is me pointing at you. I just forgot we were on the radio, the (laughs) podcast for a second. I could be married to- Point to to them out there in that department, that person. I could be married to my girlfriend and married to somebody else and and even have another wife. I could also have a girlfriend on the side. This is the, the, the slope that we're going down here. A fifth are open to the idea of polygamy. Why bother getting married to those people is what I would say, though. Like, I mean, why don't you just have multiple partners? Do you need to have like a marriage? Marriage is meant for like two people, right? Isn't marriage meant for like two individuals? Well, initially. But this is what I mean. And then you're going to marry another individual and then you're going to marry another individual. It's like, why bother getting married to them? Why don't you just be with a bunch of people? Well, you could be in love and and feel like you're committed to that person uh, and a few others. See, this is where the argument. <laughs> this is where the argument comes in, though. I cut myself here- off at five. <laughs> no more than five women at a time. But here's where the argument comes in: at is that can you love more than one person at once? And I, I think, like, sure, I, I understand that there's some people who feel strongly one way or the other on that. And how how can you fully commit? Like, think about that. Your full commitment, 100, percent is going to two people. I'm sorry. How do you how do you do that? How do you split 100% but still make it 100% to each person? If you're asking how you divide a fraction, um, <laughs> it's never been my specialty. You know? No, but I, this is what I mean. It's, it's, it's something that – it's an interesting topic for sure. 
I would be curious to see if there's any difference between Canadians and Americans. But when it comes to these things, I feel like we're we're close to on par with them. And I only say that because when you, you have to look at our divorce rates to know that they're similar as well. Yeah, absolutely they are. I'm trying to think of why people think that this is either going to be legalized or decriminalized. And I'm thinking there is some practical applications. In mm-hmm. addition to having... Uh, Somebody always home. You could have not just a two-income family or a one-income family. You could have a five-income family. Oh, we be balling. How many people are living in a situation right now where it's them and they might have a kid, but they've got that extra bedroom? Why couldn't two of your other wives sleep in that room or two of your other husbands sleep in that room? There's a lot of space that we could be using here and and- Money that we could earn, uh, efficiencies in monthly expenses. Why should I pay hydro and some other family pays hydro? We can just merge the families together and use one set of hydro. What if we What if we suggest marrying a married couple? And that married couple looks like they got their shit together. Let's marry them together. There you go. A quadruple marriage. I, I guess what I'm saying here is if, if it does go that way, and I think that there's probably some truth to this too, that this is probably going to be something that just happens. There's a lot of weird people that are in charge of creating the laws that govern all of us, like sexual deviance. And it wouldn't surprise me Ooh. at all if polygamy is part of the next phase of whatever we're going into. And if that's the case, it's not just sexual. There's practical applications to it, too, like the money side, <laughs> like the child care side. Wouldn't it be great if three people went to work and just one person stayed home and raised the children? It takes a village. It takes a village. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Like, it's a crazy concept. Most people are listening to this going, okay, all right. Uh, but there's obviously people in this world that in, that would that consider this an option uh, to each their own. Oh. The Federal Communications Commission, that's the FCC mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. has outlined some of the 103 complaints they got about Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. 103 people complained to the FCC about halftime at the big game. Not surprisingly, those who did complain about the performance complained about the song lyrics being too sexual. One person said, I don't care what someone worships, but children shouldn't be exposed to pornography. And as an adult, I don't want to see it. Where has the decency gone? What about the respect for others and yourself? Another complaint. This year, the halftime show was so indecent I had to turn off the TV because of the pornographic content. I don't understand what people were expecting. It was a Rihanna concert at halftime at the Super Bowl. And she wasn't even... Rihanna, I have seen her do stuff 10 times worse in concert than what she did there. She was fairly muted in this one because she's pregnant. Yeah, I, f- I found it, t- like, there's nothing tasteless about it. Like, I understand that there was one moment where she kind of, like, does a little maneuver <laughs> around <laughs> around her vagina and then kind of, like, puts her hand up to her mouth. Uh, I, maybe that's what the complaint was about. And then there was some ass shaking. Fine. But these people are losers, like, with nothing better to do. I don't even care who it is. You don't even care for the artist then. You don't know who the artist is. So if you don't know who the artist is and you're very sensitive, don't watch the halftime show. Turn it off for a bit. Come back in 15 minutes. It's not for you. It's not that hard. Like, it's not that difficult. 
I I want to complain that there was a football game happening before it that caused delay for the Rihanna concert. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like the only Super Bowl halftime show that hasn't received, or sorry, I should say all of them have received complaints, right? The only one that I understand where complaints came in was the old nip slip, Janet Jackson, right? That one got 540,000 complaints. Yeah. Half a million. See, like I understand that. That happened there were kids watching. It was a weird situation. We weren't sure if it was staged or on purpose or by accident at that point. It was a fucking weird situation for everybody involved. And they got in trouble, I believe. Like, they, brought, they, they actually got in trouble for that. Um, but, otherwise, yeah. You're going to watch J-Lo and Shakira. They're going to shake their ass a little bit. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. Here's one. She spread her butt cheek at the crack. <laughs> and rubbed her pants where her labia was three times. She did, yeah. Well, you were really paying attention to that show they to clearly, notice that. They clearly haven't seen the the cake dance that she does. Cake, cake, cake. She oh just straight up slaps it. God. Cake, cake, cake. <laughs> <laughs> what did she perform? That one. Which, by the way, is a great song. That's a great fucking song. So good. It's one of my favorites. I'm sure it is. That's what plays when you ring you, my doorbell. <laughs> you cake fucker. <laughs> We all know we're living in a world where robots and AI are probably going to take all of our jobs within the next decade. But on the plus side, they're also going to take over some of the shit that we don't want to do. All right. Experts say that around 39% of the time spent on housework and caring for loved ones will be automated within the next decade by 2033. They say the most likely chores to get taken over by technology are Getting groceries, shopping, household cleaning, dishwashing, cooking, ironing and folding, and laundry. I believe that. The getting groceries thing, I can Mm. just, there's apps for that. There is services that'll deliver. You can have it all assembled for you. So you just pull up and open your trunk and they'll stick it in there. There's lots of different ways that grocery shopping could be automated. I, I mean, yes, but but also, are we saying that the robots are going to be grocery shopping in the store? Like right now, you've got like your Instacart drivers and, and any number of things, right? There's clicks and collects and all these things. That's great. There's humans behind it. Are, are they suggesting that there's going to be robots all behind it? I don't know how we're going to be able to get away with that without some human interaction there. And it'd be all robotic. Well, I mean, what's that thing at Denny's, that little robot there that collects all the dishes? Could that thing grab some like apples and bananas and... Pick out a ground, a pound of ground beef for you. The robot doesn't eat apples. I don't trust it to select the right ones. Okay. So maybe there's a person on the grocery end, but as far as you're concerned, you just say, yeah, it's time to do the grocery shopping. And it just knows what you need and orders it and it gets well, delivered right to your house. I mean, it kind of feels robotic right now as it is. I mean, you, you can, with a flick of my phone here, I'm ordering groceries and I'm ordering shit from Amazon and it's coming to my door. So it feels automated to me, but we know that there are humans behind all those things because there's got to be a human to drive it to your house. And I know there's... So let's say we introduce drones. Fine. I see so much potential issue with that, though, at the same time, depending on what you're delivering. You still can't deliver a fridge via drone. <laughs> like You just can't do it. Like There's going to be humans involved in one way or another. But that said, a lot of factories are going that way and th- that direction. So why not a little bit more in your house? Cleaning? Absolutely. I think Roomba is just the beginning. Yeah. It, was, it was Amazon that bought out Roomba, right? The iRobot company? Uh, I think so. It was so. one of those big tech I think giants. So. so they bought it out, and yeah. you have to know this is the first in a long line of what's coming. Right now, we've got a little robot that'll just sort of dance around your house and vacuum shit up. 
Well, how about we have a version that'll just go around and dust your blinds or clean your baseboards or swipe your toilet? That sort of stuff. That would be great. At the electronic and the uh, electronic um, shows that there are now, and for engineers, they go to these shows. My brother's an engineer, so he goes to a lot of these shows, whether it's in Vegas, there's ones in Chicago, San Diego. You get a glimpse of what they're working on in robotics. That's what he does. And it is pretty incredible. They already have things that are in test mode. Um, for you to buy a robot, and that's your assistant. And they look like dogs. They're those ones with like four legs. They kind of look like yeah, a dog. They're freaky. But they do things for you. They'll, they are kind of freaky, but I feel like we'll get used to it if that's what the future holds. But they'll really fetch things for you. They get to know your house, and there's like a way that it works, and they'll get things for you, and they'll do the chores for you, maybe clean the blinds. I don't know if they can perfect all these cleaning things, though, because some of them are kind of particular. I could see one of those robots, the four-legged ones. They're incredibly agile. I could see that scrubbing a toilet or or getting the yeah. mildew out of the shower. That'd see, be fine. Some things I think are going to be reaching up high too, because if they go up, if they go up with their hind legs, if you will, they could probably reach pretty high. They say soon robots will be cooking for us. That I don't mm. like, and I will not tolerate. But ironing and folding, yeah, one of those robots could easily fold your clothes I, after the laundry's done. I have no problem with that. They say some things, though, will not be able to be done by robots and AI. They say things like childcare. Bullshit. Do you know how many people are currently using what they already have for childcare? Throw the TV on. They're doing a marathon of Paw Patrol. Great. I've got the afternoon to myself. There's a lot of people doing shit like that. Imagine if there was a robot that could take it a step further or some form of technology to keep your kids entertained, informed, and learning. Do your homework, asshole. (laughs) 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 <laughs> right. Uh, pet care. I don't know if robots could do that or not. Oh, they could. Could a robot walk a dog? That's an interesting question because the robots look like a dog. You got to trust that the robot would bring your dog back. Like, I mean, I'd have trust issues there. Like, I wouldn't just send Leo off and be like, here's the leash. Bye. I'll see you when you go around the block, robot. <laughs> and tr- And how do I trust that the robot's not going to be like, nye, nye, and just keep going. <laughs> just keep walking and take my dog. Like, I don't know. They say robots will not be able to care for, or sorry, make or mend clothing. They won't be able to care for a sick adult. They won't be able to perform car maintenance, gardening, or teaching children. Yeah. Oh, really? You know, the teaching children thing, like when you look at hiring a tutor, I don't know how many parents have done that. Looking at hiring a tutor, my kids don't even need it yet, but I'm already worried about math. I'll be honest with you. They're not even in math yet. Neither of them. They're very young. But it scares me. But hiring a tutor, could I hire a robot tutor? Are you telling me that's probably not going to happen? You could hire a robot tutor. Could you? Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> the robot knows. I Well, the robot's smart. We all know how that works. They're smart. They're basically like Google in their mind, right? So why couldn't they help teach our kids? That sounds really lazy. Listen, I understand how lazy that sounds, and I don't give a shit. We are so close to the end here. We, uh, we've got to squeeze in one more thing before we get to an announcement, and then we'll wrap it up for the weekend. It's now official. More than half of the singles worldwide, single people in the earth, have done online dating. Okay. That's the biggest number yet? That's the biggest number yet. Okay, okay. I thought it would have been closer to 100. I thought anybody under, say, 50 years old who's single has at least tried right. a Match.com or a yeah. Tinder or something like that. I think like some that. people are afraid of it still, maybe. And I understand why. I mean, I understand the reasons why you would be. I don't see why. 
it really just expands your options, right? I mean, if you go to the grocery store to pick up, you might see 10, 15 people. If you go online, there's millions yeah, of potentials. But then you know what that does? Since we're just be- we're just fucking killing it with this math thing on this podcast today, is that it also increases your odds of bumping into losers, right? So I mean, whereas let's say you do uh, uh, speed dating, okay? You've got 25 dates in one night. Holy shit, that's great. So it's 25 people and maybe you bump into like, maybe there's like 10 no's. Maybe like some potentials in there. Let's say five potentials. But then increase that when you go online. So then suddenly, maybe even you decide to match with several people. Some of those will still be losers. And there's going to be more or just not for you. Uh, But there's going to be more out there. So you're going to go through more. So it's almost overwhelming at the amount of people you aren't interested in. Even though it is just simple math. Like you'd walk into a room and you're not interested in 15 out of the 20, let's say. But here it's like closer to like 500 that you're not interested in and maybe like 10 that you are. So you got to really weed people out there. And I understand it's probably overwhelming for people. They say the top three benefits that people universally agree are for online dating is you can decide uh, who you want to meet based on getting to know them before the first date. There is a much larger pool of people to choose from, and you can filter people based on specific requirements. It could be physical appearance. It could be personality traits, mm-hmm. work stuff, you name it. The top three drawbacks that people see are you could get catfished, scammed, or stalked. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I don't know how many people get catfished in dating in person, but it can happen. It can happen. We all know why they're called the ugly lights when the bar lights come on at the last call there. <laughs> because they're that's so, how catfishing used to take place. They're so bright. When those lights come on and then you're like, oh, oh and you sobered up a little bit by then. I can't the, believe I almost did that. The bar's been closed for a bit and you're like, oh, fuck. Other drawbacks to online dating are people can make themselves seem better than they really are. Again, I feel like that could be done in person. And you get judged only on your profile and photos before someone actually gets to know you. Sure, those are all issues. Sure. Overall, 26% say they've had more good online dating experiences than bad. One in five say more bad than good. Everyone else said neither or equal. All right. We have an announcement to make, everybody. Oh, let's do it. We've been on a pretty good upward trend here with the Scott and Cat show. And as you know, uh, maybe we should do the, the whole story for those who don't know. We were on in Toronto for about a decade. Was it eight years? Yeah, I think so. Seven, seven and a half, eight. Okay, like so that. It went almost a decade. We yeah. were on in Toronto. And then we had an opportunity to come to 91.5 The Beat. And we decided to take that. I mean, we're both from the, the Waterloo region. And, and this was a great opportunity to go to a world-class radio station and do our thing. It's owned by Chorus Entertainment. Chorus owns a lot of different radio stations. And they offered us the opportunity recently to simulcast the show. So now you can hear us in the morning on 91.5 The Beat and Energy 95.3. And then they decided, you know what? This might work if you guys were on at night. So we've got the Scott and Cat Show also on Fresh 93.1 in Barrie at night from 6 until 9 p.m. Now we're expanding again. Starting Monday... You can hear the Scott and Cat Show across southwestern Ontario on Fresh 103.1 in London. We're going to be your afternoon drive home show from 3 till 6 o'clock, Monday to Friday, 
in London on Fresh. I'm so looking forward to that. Um, the London market is, it's a big one. It's a good one. It's a competitive one. Love that. And it's huge. I mean, the area of London, anyone who's familiar with it, you know how big it is. And so we are so excited to be a part of that and to get to know uh, London even more than we do now. I mean, we're pretty familiar with it because our our signal on 91.5, the beat actually reaches out west a little bit. But this is going to be right in the center. You're going to be able to get us. What's the sick? Remind me because I know that our boss told us. I do pay attention, Dave. What's the signal like in that area? Because you can reach not just London, but all uh, around. Yeah, I mean, you can get it out as far as Sarnia. You can get it down to Chatham. Maybe Windsor. I, I think you lose it just before Windsor. So, okay. sorry, Windsor. We've got to find a station down there to get on for you. But in the meantime, you've got the podcast, and you can stream on any of those four stations. But uh, that London signal is great. We are really looking forward to being on in that market for the reasons Kat just said. We want to be up against the best. We want to be on in big markets. And London is one of the ones that we really, really like. So starting Monday, it's a new option for the drive home in southwestern Ontario. 103.1 FM, Fresh Radio, the Scott and Cat Show from 3 until 6 o'clock. All right, friends. Uh, thank you so much for checking out the pod. Dave says things are happening. So oh. the next time we hear from Dave, he's going to be extra tired because I believe the baby will be here and we'll continue to keep you updated, of course, as we always do. Have a great weekend, friends.